Well, Merry Christmas, Christ Chapel. Wonderful to be with you. Merry Christmas to all of you joining us uh, online as well. Uh, Didn't the Hamiltons do a fantastic job? Some, Some of you were like, I think they look alike. It's because that's one family. I was trying to think of the things that my family does together. I think we can take down a medium pizza. And that's about all we can do uh, together. They're super talented, but uh, super thankful for them. But man, hope you're enjoying your Christmas season. Really, I think the Christmas season, honestly, is kind of hard to not enjoy sometimes because uh, the Christmas season engages so many of our senses. And everybody loves that. Think about it. I mean, everybody loves smelling warm-baked Christmas cookies. I haven't met someone who doesn't uh, like that. Uh, everybody enjoys, you know, wrapping up and feeling the coziness of their favorite, you know, Christmas sweater or blanket or hoodie or whatever you have. And actually, this Christmas, it warrants a hoodie or a blanket, which I'm very thankful for in Texas. And who, who doesn't? like to go look at Christmas lights. Everybody, you might not like the drive, but everybody likes to see the Christmas lights, the, the, the twinkle there in the darkness of the night. It, it engages all of our senses and we love it, but there's one sense that is debatable amongst people and that is the sense of hearing because we don't all hear the same things the same way. Let me give you some examples. Let's start off with the easy one, Christmas songs. Not everybody hears those Christmas songs the same way. I mean, who likes Alvin and the Chipmunks singing Christmas songs? I I don't know. There's a contingent of people out there who like Alvin and the Chipmunks, who like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Uh, I I don't know who. My son the other day asked, Dad, can we listen to All I Want for Christmas is You? You know, the Mariah Carey song, which I, of course, said, you are not my son, you know? (laughs) The the Christmas songs, that's debatable how we hear those things. Christmas toys, that's debatable too. Kids love the toys that make sounds. Parents, not so much. One year, Jen and I gave our older son a toy guitar. We did not know it was battery operated until he opened it. That was only battery operated for 24 hours. And I removed those batteries. Because I did not enjoy listening to that guitar. That is a debatable sound. And then, of course, there are the Christmas sermons. And not everyone likes listening to Christmas sermons. And then the rest of you tolerate them, which I very much so appreciate that you do. We don't all hear the same things the same way, which is why our church has been doing this series, Do You Hear What I Hear? Obviously, that is based on that song that was written back in 1962. It was really made famous when Bing Crosby recorded it in 1963. And I love that song because it asks these rhetorical questions that engage the senses, and it's all based around the nativity scene of, you know, do you hear what I hear, and do you see what I see, do you know what I know, and really, I love that because when we look at the nativity scene, I actually think those questions were asked, and so let me take you to that passage where I think this was happening. It was in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 11, and it says, in the same region, There were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great 
fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So you can get the scene. These shepherds are out in the fields. It's the middle of the night. They don't have many city lights during those days. And so whatever light that they had would have been coming from stars and moon. And they're watching over their flocks to keep them from predators or or thieves from stealing them. And they're watching over these sheep. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears out of nowhere. Thus, the first question do you see what I see? I mean, can you imagine them asking those questions? If you were out in that field and an angel appeared, you would look to your buddy and you'd go, do you see what I see? And as if that wasn't crazy enough, this angel begins to speak to them. Thus, the second question, do you hear what I hear? You would have asked the same question. It would have been frightening that this angel appeared out of nowhere and then began to speak to you, which is why I think the first thing the angel says is, fear not. Don't don't be afraid. This is not going to be a scary time for you. This is a good message. But the message, as unbelievable as the appearance was, as unbelievable as it was that they were hearing this angel speak to them, the message was just as unbelievable. Because the message was that this day in the city of David, there's a Savior born. It is Christ the Lord. And when you think about that term Christ, I want you to remember that that term Christ was one that had been foreshadowed for thousands of years This was the anticipated one that was going to come and save Israel, rescue them from their oppression, to bring them peace, to bring them prosperity. This is the one that they had heard about. This is the one that they had looked forward to. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, it's announced to them that that one that they had heard being foreshadowed for thousands of years is born. And not just born, but born down the street. That is an un believable message. And then, if that isn't unbelievable enough, all these other angels begin to show up and they say, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth for on all people on whom God's favor rests. This good news about the Savior being born was to bring peace on all those people on whom God's favor rested. And what's interesting to me is that this message of good news that was uh, to bring people peace was actually being contrasted with a message that was being spread throughout that region at the time that was propagating another kind of peace. It was the peace given by the Roman government. It was the Pax Romana. You've probably heard of that before, which meant that anybody could be at peace as long as you were okay with being subjugated to the Roman government. You were okay with their taxation and their military control. You could be at peace. What a great deal. Isn't that a great offer? That was the message that was being propagated during those days. And now this angel announces a different kind of good news and a different kind of peace. One Stoic philosopher of the first century said this, While the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he is unable to give peace from passion grief and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns more than even for outward 
peace. The peace that was being announced that the Savior, Christ the Lord, was bringing was a different kind of peace, and he was going to bring it in a different way and give it in a different way. That was the announcement that these shepherds heard as they said, do you see what I see and do you hear what I hear? And after, I'm sure that they processed that with one another for a little while. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 15, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. You know, what I want you to take away this Christmas Eve really comes from this account. And it's just very simply this. That when the shepherds heard what the angel said, it moved them to action. If we hear what God is saying to us, it moves us to action. It it should move us to seek after our Savior. And that's what I hope that you would do this Christmas Eve. And first, maybe it's you just need to seek him for salvation. Uh, Let me go back and highlight there what he said, who the announcement was about. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. See, what you should hear in that is that you need saving. There's no reason for a Savior to show up if no one needs saving. But we all need saving because we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But that's why he sent his son, to save us from our sin and eternal separation from God, so that Jesus would live the sinless life that none of us could live and die the death that all of us deserved. That's why Jesus came, was to save us from our sin and to bridge that gap to a holy God so that we would not have to spend eternity apart from him. That's the good news that was announced, and if you've never sought him for salvation, today is a great day to do that, to accept that free gift of salvation that's given by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. It's very easy to do so. I I break it down, A, B, C. Admit that you're a sinner. Admit that you fall short of the glory of God. You may call them mistakes. You may call them missteps. God calls it sin. We've all sinned, myself included. So A, just admit that you're a sinner. B, believe. Believe that Jesus came to die in your place to pay the penalty for your sin. He came for you. You see that announcement said to the shepherds, unto you. Jesus came unto you to save you from your sins. And then C is just confess. Confess that you want to accept his free gift. And you can do that through a silent prayer to him yourself. And just say, I want to accept your free gift. You see, if you hear what the shepherds heard, then you will be moved to action to seek him for salvation. And maybe you've already made that decision. You've already placed your trust in Jesus Christ. Then would you seek him today as Lord? And here's what I mean by that. Because that title, Lord, means that he is in control. And one of the reasons why we don't have peace in our lives is because we believe our lives are out of control. And even some of us spend all of our days and time and energy and effort trying to control our lives, which only leads us to more anxiety. We all seek peace from conflict, and we all seek peace in circumstances. And all of you hope to gain a little bit of that peace tomorrow. And you might get a little bit, and it's fleeting. It'll never last. 
But when Jesus is Lord of your life and you realize that he is sovereign and he is in control and you begin to align your life to him, you find more peace than you'll ever find anywhere else because peace cannot be found outside of him. You know, one of the things that I really like about that song, Do You Hear What I Hear, is really the background into it. I had never looked into that until we uh, started thinking about how we could uh, name this series that we've been doing, and it's a really interesting history. I told you that it was written in 1962, but it was actually written at the height of the Cuban Missile Crisis, when the world was on edge, when the U.S. was at odds with the Soviet Union. Sound familiar? And when they were at odds with one another, when the world was on the brink of destruction, this married couple was asked to write a Christmas song. Now, interestingly, the husband was actually a Frenchman. He was in France during World War II and was actually conscripted into the Nazi army. He ended up becoming a double agent and working for the French resistance uh, to help France against the Nazis and obviously came over to the United States. And when he was asked to write a Christmas song, he based it on the nativity because he wanted peace in the world. He didn't want the Cuban Missile Crisis to actually become a war. And so he asked those rhetorical questions, do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? But the final stanza doesn't end with a question, it ends with a statement. At the end of that song, the writer said this, said the king to the people everywhere, listen to what I say. Not asking anymore, telling you to listen. He says this, pray for peace and people everywhere because the child, the child, the one we celebrate this Christmas that's sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. He will bring us goodness and light. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what the shepherds heard? If you hear that, then you realize there's only one way to salvation. There's only one way to peace. There's only one way to goodness and light. There's only one person that can speak to the depths of your soul, and that is the child that was born, Christ the Lord. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for the gift of your son, the gift that we didn't even know that we needed to ask for, but you sent him because you knew of the depth of our need. And it's my prayer that anybody that has not accepted that free gift, Lord, would you draw them to yourself? Would they be moved to action to place their entire trust in you to be made right? Lord, Lord God, I just also pray for all of us, Lord, We all want peace in our lives. We all want peace from the conflict that we experience personally, the peace from conflict that we see in our world, but Lord, that only comes through you. And so Lord God, may we rest in your sovereignty. May we ask you what areas of our lives need to be aligned to you so that we would experience that peace that comes from living and walking in your ways. Lord God, thank you for the peace that you bring into our lives. It's what we celebrate this Christmas. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.